Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. I believe that the doctrines and the practices of a church that adheres to Baptist principles best represent what Jesus intended the New Testament church to be. If I didn't believe that, I would find and join the group that does best represent the principles of the New Testament church. And to people from other denominations who resent that statement, I sincerely ask, don't you believe that the principles of your church adhere the most closely to the Bible? And if you don't, why do you stay there? I'm not a Baptist just because I was raised in it, or because it's convenient, and certainly not because it's popular. I'm a Baptist because I've studied what the Bible teaches about the New Testament church, and I believe that Baptist principles line up precisely with what the Bible teaches. Now, among people who share the belief that the doctrines, the principles, and the practices of Baptist churches line up most closely with the New Testament, there are various ideas about how the New Testament church has gotten from the day of Pentecost to the modern local Baptist church. Some believe that it only matters that New Testament principles exist and are practiced today, that it's not worth the effort to know our heritage. Others say, because Jesus promised the perpetuity of the church, that it's important to know and to prove that there never has been a time since Pentecost when true New Testament churches haven't existed. And then there's a position that goes a step further than that, and that is the belief that there must be and is an unbroken succession of churches that have believed and practiced Baptist principles, a chain that can be traced directly to the apostles. That position is what is called landmarkism, and the founder of landmarkism was a preacher named James Robinson Graves. Whether or not you understand or embrace J.R. Graves' ideas of landmarkism, if you're a Baptist, you have to love and respect his strong advocacy for Baptist doctrine and for the purity of the New Testament church. J.R. Graves was born in Chester, Vermont on April 10, 1820. He was saved and baptized when he was 15 years old, and he became a member of the Baptist church in North Springfield, Vermont. He wanted to be a school teacher, and when he was 19, he became the principal of the Kingsville Academy in Ohio. After working at Kingsville for two years, his poor health demanded that he move to a warmer climate. So he moved to Nicholasville, Kentucky, led the Clear Creek Academy there, and joined the Mount Freedom Church. The church people loved and respected him so much that without notifying him or asking his permission, they licensed him to preach. When J.R. found out that he was a licensed preacher, he told the people that he didn't feel qualified, so he wouldn't enter the ministry. But inwardly, he felt so honored and motivated that he decided to secretly prepare for the ministry as he continued to teach school. J.R. got his hands on a college Bible course, and for the next four years, he would teach in the schoolhouse six hours a day and then study his Bible for eight hours a day. He had had a burden for souls since his salvation at 15. And now, as he intensely studied his Bible, he viewed everything he learned through the lenses of spending his life leading people to Christ in the ministry. Still, he didn't tell anyone what he was doing or what he was thinking. When the pastor approached him and told him he wanted to ordain him to the ministry, 
J.R. was still hesitant, but the church went ahead with the examination and the ordination of J.R. Graves to the ministry. In 1845, when J.R. was 25 years old, he moved to Nashville, Tennessee. He joined the First Baptist Church of Nashville, and just a few months later, he was called to be the pastor of the Second Baptist Church. About that time, he was made the editor of a paper called The Tennessee Baptist. By the time he was 30 years old, J.R. Graves saw over 1,300 people receive Christ through his preaching. Though he was described as meek and mild-mannered by his peers, when he stood in the pulpit, he could hold large audiences spellbound for hours. He started a publishing company for the purpose of printing doctrinally sound books for Bible-believing people. But among all of his contributions, none was greater than his reinforcement of Baptist doctrine. A movement called Campbellism was teaching false doctrine about baptism and causing some Christians to abandon their Bible-believing Baptist churches. J.R. Graves, through his preaching, through his writings in the Tennessee Baptist, and through public debates with other Christian leaders, reinforced the doctrines of the Baptist church and brought straying believers back to the scriptures. Here are a few excerpts from J.R. Graves' book, Christian Baptism. We come not to the water for pardon, but with pardon, with the sweet consciousness of pardon in our hearts. We do not teach that baptism is essential to salvation, but that salvation is essential to baptism. This is the vital saving doctrine that distinguishes us as Baptists from all other denominations. We put blood in every case before water. All others put water before the blood. Only eternity will show how the ministry of the doctrinal warrior J.R. Graves strengthened Bible doctrine regarding baptism in the local church over the last 150 years. Christian, the strength of your church demands that you know what the Bible teaches about baptism. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.